Hello and a very warm welcome to you all. Thank you for joining our RPS Foundation Trainee Podcast. I'm Kina Vias, a Foundation Training Lead here at the RPS. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking all about you. More specifically, we're going to be talking about your well-being. Um, we obviously know that right now a lot of you are balancing full-time work as well as revising for your all-important assessment. And we do appreciate that that is a lot to juggle. So to discuss this in detail and delve into the ways that you can actually prioritise your well-being and have a healthy mindset, um, I've been joined by Baggy Mundane, the designated supervisor. I'll just get her to say hello. Hi, everyone. So I'm one of the designated supervisors and I also am a, a well-being champion at work as well. Fantastic. It's great to have you on the call, Baggy. And we've also been joined um, by Chloe Feezy. Hello, I'm Chloe. I'm a current trainee pharmacist um, doing a hospital GP split at the moment. Fantastic. We're really lucky to have you as well, Chloe, and just have your real trainee um, perspective on this as well. Um, so as we know, it is quite ironic that we work in, I guess, the health and well-being field, if you like, and we're always um, thinking about patients and how we can look after them every day. And often in doing all of that, we can sometimes put ourselves on the back burner um, a lot of you might be familiar with the term burnout, and that is a very, very real thing, which we'll touch on shortly as well. I know Baggy's going to be covering that. Um, so there is lots that we want to cover in terms of how you can prevent that from happening um, and really prioritising your well-being. So with that in mind, um, we'll delve right in. So time and time again, we always hear from our members and from trainees about the challenges of kind of balancing work and also revising at the same time for that all-important GPHC assessment. So what advice would you give for managing, working and revising during this foundation training year? Um, Baggy, if I can come to you for that one first. Thank you, Kina. Um, thanks for having us as well. Um, I think that's such an important question about, um, you know, how do we really manage the working and the revising during this foundation training year? And there is so much to consider. I mean, you go from being a student full time to actually having a full time job now. And on top of that, you have to prioritize your revision as well as your competencies at workplace. And then you're trying to have a life outside of that. So there is quite a lot to consider. And I remember being in those shoes and now sort of on the other side as a designated supervisor, it's a, it's a different sort of mindset on how to make sure that our trainees are supported and the environment in which they're actually growing and performing their competencies at work supports their well-being. Um, so in regards to the question, what advice would I actually give? I think the first advice that I would consider is to identify what is important to each individual uh, trainee. And each trainee will possibly have a personalized approach. No single approach will fit everybody. So I think that's the first thing that as designated supervisors, we must recognize. I've had trainees uh, with complex family histories that require a different approach to how they get through the year. Um, I've got different trainees with a different you know, outlook on life. And I think all of this requires the designated supervisor to support that personalized approach. There is a really good book um, that I actually have really always enjoyed and I still refer back to it and it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey um, I'd recommend that if uh, if you haven't read that but it sort of divides life into nine different squares and he sort of helps us to see what is important to us so if you take each of those squares um, and sort of you prioritize things that are important to you so one of them might be passing the GPHC exam 
and doing well in the competencies at work. And then the other bits can be hobbies, can be work-life balance outside of work, etc. So actually finding those bits that are important to you are very good uh, points of discussion with the designated supervisor and also learning about our strengths and weaknesses you know over the course of the last four or five years um, at university particularly you figured out what works for you and what doesn't work for you but the new challenge in this year is actually managing a full-time job as well as doing you know the competencies and the training and the revision on the side so yeah I think there's a lot to consider um there is also a report that was published that I'd like to sort of bring to our attention, and that was the Workforce Wellbeing Roundtable Report, which was published by the RPS in September 2023. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this is that it talks about risk factors associated with burnout at work. So previously in the past, we've sort of dealt with this as a as an emergency that arose and we've we, we haven't thought about it, but I think now we're sort of using more of a prevention approach. Um, so, you know, working longer hours, less professional experience, increased workload, et cetera, some of the things that have contributed to burnout. And these are the things that we want to make sure that our trainees are avoiding or managing in a way that doesn't lead to that burnout and it helps them to concentrate on what this year is all about. That's fantastic, Baggy. Lots of um, really good um, food for thought that you've touched on there. And especially the the fact that you've pinpointed that, you know, every trainee is very individual in terms of what's a priority for them and things like that. So it's really useful to know that, you know, supervisors like yourself are in place to kind of help them and, and you know, guide them through as well that way. Um, but yeah, really, really important that you've stressed that, you know, it is really important to try and prevent that feeling of burnout um, rather than dealing with it at a later stage. Um, Claire, I'm just mindful that you might have something to add here as well. So just want to see if you wanted to jump in. Hi, uh, yeah. Again, thank you for having us. Um, I do agree with Baggy in terms of the fact that it's about a personalised approach. Um, it took me a little while to work out what works for me. Um, it took me a few months. Um, but it is important about acknowledging the fact that, yes, we have the revision to do and we also have the work life. But on top of that, it's important to maintain your life outside of work and have a well-rounded life and work out what's important to you. Um, it's important for me to maintain my hobbies. I quite like running, things like that. And it was important for me at the start of the year to make sure that I was actually working those things into my life to make sure that I was ready for the working day and I did feel refreshed um so yeah it's just it's important to acknowledge what brings you up and what makes you feel good and try and bring those into your life as well um I think it's also quite a big step up going from university and having a lot of flexibility to having a full-time job when you have to revise on the side um so it is about trying to just manage your time in that sense and I think quite a nice tip for the exam is just trying to see um, the revision and the work life as going hand in hand um, so that, for example, you're taking opportunities to learn whilst you're at work and it does just take a bit of pressure off at the end when it's getting towards exam time. Um, when you're screening patients, if you don't know about a drug, something like that, looking it up, discussing it with the pharmacist, and it just takes a bit of pressure off at the end when it gets towards the exam. Uh, one of the things that me and Chloe have also been doing alongside is actually forming small uh, SMART objectives. So instead of having big goals of revising, for example, the whole of chapter two of the BNF in one evening, 
which can become very overwhelming, actually breaking it completely down and saying, maybe today we'll pick up on ACE inhibitors and that's the only bit of revision that we'll do and, you know, learn all about the side effects and things like that, where he sits within the hypertension guideline. And that way you're sort of learning a particular task, but in a manageable chunk. Um, and so we found those little tricks very helpful in our in our journey of making sure that we're keeping in 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 touch with how we are scheduling our revision sessions and how we're programming revision throughout this year. Yeah, definitely. I think as well as well as you said, as doing small chunks of revision, um, it's quite nice to see evidence as a chance to revise as well. Um, putting a little bit more detail in there, so you're actually learning at the same time. Um, and then also when you I was starting to revise, I think it's quite an overwhelming thing you've got the whole bnf and it looks like a lot um so it's nice to just break it down into small chunks and just start where you can um figure out how you want to revise like i thought maybe i wanted to have bigger sheets of paper that have treatment pathways on them and then smaller sheets of paper where i have drugs on them and even things like just buying those books to do that and like pens and stuff it's just a nice way to start like it stops you getting overwhelmed just by starting in a small way that's really great to hear Chloe lots of nice nuggets that you shared with us there and very practical ways of you know revising on the job if you like so that you're not feeling too overwhelmed and that your time does become and and remains just your time when you've left that um that workplace um and fantastic point as well about you know having those things that are nice to have if you like so your, your nice new papers and your nice new books and stationery and stuff that makes it feel like you know it's not such a burdensome task so um really really good points there that a lot of trainees can definitely pick up on as well and, and utilize into their own day-to-day um so moving on um we know that as trainee pharmacists many will be completely new to their working environment and for some it might even be their first um job um, we appreciate that some people might have had weekend jobs that they come and go to just like once a week and then they can go home and just feel like themselves again. But sometimes if you have joined as a new trainee, um, a workplace that has a little bit of kind of conflict or tension in that work environment, um, it can feel a bit disheartening, um, particularly while you get to new, get to learn about your new colleagues and perhaps different personalities in the workplace. Um, so I guess my question is, how do you both kind of navigate situations that might be laced with a bit of conflict or those particularly challenging times? Um, Baggy, I'll come to you for this. Yeah, this is a this is a very interesting question, Kina. Um, I've had a few trainings over the last uh, few years now, and I think you do get different personalities, both in trainees and the people that work in the workplace. And you know, you have sometimes people who've been established in those roles for a very long time, and there's also generational differences highlighted by the Health Education England that play a part in what's important for for each generation, I guess. And um, and one of the things that we consider right from the beginning is having time to debrief on a particular, you know, scenario that the trainee might have encountered and actually taking time to reflect really helps to understand the situation in a two-way manner, which is very important for the trainee's growth, as well as making sure that, you know, the team that they're working with understands what the what the objectives of the trainee are whilst they are in that rotation. Um, obviously, reflecting, writing down thoughts are always very helpful, seeking to understand others. Um, and I think generational differences play a big role in this, in how, you know, different 
people are perceiving what is expected of them uh, and what is required of them. And I think often there is a misunderstanding that as a trainee pharmacist, your entire sole purpose is to just get training. But I think there's also an element of expectation that actually you're still working and you're expected to devote part of that time actually working, doing drug histories, for example, in the hospital um, or, you know, getting involved in the day to day tasks. And although the revision is there, that is sort of secondary and in your own time and less time allows. So there is a fine balance. And I think forming those relationships really helps to to navigate what is expected on the day to day and then taking time out to revise. So I think one of the approaches that I use for conflicting or challenging situations is to hear both sides of the story um, and asking people to just think about what happened and come up to some reflections and then listening actively to what people are saying. I think that's the single most important thing. I think as a designated supervisor, the trainee comes to us with a lot of hope and expectation that you'll be on their side. And I think it's managing that and understanding them and guiding them in the right path. Um, obviously, if there are complicated cases that require more attention, then sometimes actually asking for our own senior support can can help designated supervisors come to a better conclusion because sometimes even designated supervisors can be new to this process um, and so actually going to the education and training pharmacists to get a bit more insight into what their experience is can also sometimes help um, and fresh insights rather than presumptions of what could have happened is always a good way to go about it so actually hearing firsthand rather than presuming or going with the with the knowledge that somebody else has said this or that etc so staying away from politics focusing on the facts and reflecting on on what's happened and taking it as a learning point that's great really good points there Becky especially the bit about you know just making sure you're you've got it out in the open you're speaking about it half of that anxiety around conflicts and things like that might be just eased just by talking um, and definitely you know just not assuming things and just making sure that yeah everyone's got the, the right end of the stick can definitely help so completely agree there and um, Chloe I wonder if you want to come in with anything as well on that one yeah definitely I I think a big thing is just being open to people's opinions um I think just knowing that people are there to help you maybe they are offering a bit of criticism but being open to develop to develop and listen to that um and take it on board um Again, yeah, not making any presumptions and maybe discussing certain situations with other people like your designated supervisor um, to gain a bit of different insight on it. Um, again, another thing that's quite useful is trying to set yourself up for the working day. Um, I think if you set yourself up and put yourself in the best mood possible and re-energize yourself by doing the things that bring you up, I think it sets yourself up to deal with these challenges. Um, for example, just starting the day in a way, um, for example, you might want to go for a walk or something um, in the morning just to set yourself up for the working day so you're ready for different challenges. Um, but they're the main things from me. Yeah, that's really, really practical advice, actually. Like often you think, oh, you know, you'll get there and you'll deal with it and you have to deal with it then and there. But actually, you could have put measures in place just to make sure you're super calm and you're ready for the day, like you said. And you cannot underestimate, I think, that physical kind of um, need as well, just to be very like at ease and calm when you enter that workplace. So really, really fantastic um, advice there. Um, I guess we've touched on this along the way in terms of well-being, but just 
you know, as as an all round sort of question, um, do you both have like any advice around sort of well-being and self-care? And Chloe, I'll come to you first on this one, actually. Um, I think we've touched on this a little bit before, and I think it is about trying to maintain a well-rounded life. Um, I think understanding what brings you up and what's important to you and then making sure that's um, incorporated into your life. Um, We do have a lot to do with the revision and the work life as well, but it is important to schedule in things that make you happy and things that will bring you joy um, because at the end of the day, that will give you the energy to do the work. Um, I think for me, I think everyone works in a different way, but for me, Um, I don't like having endless amounts of time to know I have to revise. I quite like to have a shorter amount of time. And I think that makes me work a lot better. So for me, having more plans in the week, knowing that I may be going to some sports sessions, seeing friends, it kind of gives me the motivation to do my revision a lot better because I know I have a time constraint to do it. And I know I've got something to look forward to. Um, But everyone does work differently. That's just what works for me, really. You've touched on a really important point there about um, literally what I'm hearing is quality over quantity in terms of your revision. And we never hear that from trainees and members. It's always how many hours can I squeeze into my day in terms of revision and making sure that I've done what I needed to set out to do in terms of going through BNF chapters and stuff. And I think you've really hit the nail on the head where you take a small amount of time you really make the most of it, and then you've still got plenty of time for your own well being. So that was a really really good point that you've just shared that I have to echo right now um yeah that and I think another thing for me is ending the day in the right way um even if it's just making the time for 20 minutes to half an hour before bed to really wind down um and make sure so you've had a good meal that evening you've I don't know what you like to do before bed read watch some easy tv something like that but I feel like that 20 to 30 minutes before bed makes all the difference when you're getting up and going again the next day it just makes you ready to do the next day really Um, but they're my two main things that help me that's super but yeah another another fantastic tip there Chloe where you feel like at the end of the day it is just your time to actually switch off otherwise you do constantly feel like it's go 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 and you didn't stop and suddenly you're back at work so really really fantastic and um, Chloe you've touched on so much there and so many tips that I'm going to incorporate into my own life um that I don't know if there's much left Baggy. if there's anything extra that you would do or would recommend for trainees to do I agree with Chloe. I agree with Chloe. It's so important to have that balance. And I think it's easily said than done. And um, a lot of times, you know, trainees will feel that pressure. But I think that's correct. Actually taking time to make sure that you're well looked after. So, for example, when I was a trainee myself, I used to go to guitar classes in the evening. And that was something that at the time I felt like that was really helpful. Now, as you know, as a as a sort of more senior pharmacist, I tend to do a lot of other ways to to keep myself healthy. So I tend to do running like Chloe does. And, you know, that's one of the things that matches matches between us. So it is really good. And I tend to do that in the mornings. Um, And I find the mornings a very peaceful time to actually just have a bit of Zen time for myself. Um, And sometimes if I get time in the evening, I'll go swimming and things like that. But I think something else that we haven't touched on is actually 
breaking the day. So the lunch break, there is actually a very good book by a pharmacist called Masuma. And the book is titled Take Your Lunch Break. And I think as an organization, we have to support trainees and junior pharmacists and people who are still training and are under us to, to show them that it is possible to, to take a full lunch break, to have that day broken into two halves where you're still taking time. So for example, during lunch hours, I always go for a nice little walk. Um, and that's my everyday where I just get away for a bit and it really helps me. Yeah, I'll stick to my running in the morning as much as I can. But I think it's also really nice to sort of, you know, do other things on the side and have that middle break of the day, which is a which is a very important thing that often isn't spoken about. Absolutely, Baggy. That's a really good point. Just that, just to think that actually, you don't need to wait until the end of the day to look after yourself. Like, have your break. Make sure you go for that walk in the morning and have your lunch at lunchtime, or do whatever else, and, and make time for it. Um, but that is that's so important. And I love the fact, Baggy, that you touched on the fact that you know previously as a trainee yourself, you used to have these different hobbies and like you used to like playing guitar um x amount of years ago and now it's okay to kind of not have to repeat those same things and hold on to those older things I think a lot of people get hung up with oh I used to do x y and z and now you know and they beat themselves up about it thinking I should be doing that and more and you should be it's okay to just chop and change depending on what how you evolve and what you like to do and what has changed in terms of what your well-being looks like and it does look different for even individuals as they go on in their career so really really fantastic nuggets you both touched on um I guess to summarize everything that we've spoken about there's there's been lots but I think the main things that were really coming through is you know burnout is a real thing and that you can put lots of preventative measures in rather than getting to that stage and trying to work backwards because that you know you will be digging yourself into a hole um I was hearing a lot of things around kind of making sure that you're putting measures in place to make sure that your well-being comes first make sure you're taking walks and you've got nice things around you when you are revising and dedicating like time to revision making sure that you're you're happy with the the supplies that you have as well that makes a massive difference um the other really good things that you both have touched on Chloe and Baggy is the fact that you know if you are struggling at work or in and this isn't just as a trainee this is as a pharmacist um even in the future it is really important just to have those open and honest conversations with someone that you you know trust in I guess in that workplace and just really clear the air it might be a personality clash they may know a bit more about the situation Everyone's probably going through a hard time. Um, we know, you know, struggles can arise um, and conflicts, conflicts can arise, but, you know, you can work through them. Obviously, Baggy, you correctly signposted to other organisations if you need more support as well. So obviously pharmacist support is out there for anything that's a lot more deep rooted and can't be, you know, solved in the workplace. And we do understand that not everything is going to, you know, we can't wave a magic wand and everything's going to be OK. But there are there's lots of support out there. So please do use it. Um, and just lots and lots of tips around self-care, nourishment, making sure that you're happy and, and in your workplace. And really and truly, I have to echo that because only if you're really happy and you've prioritised your well-being will you be able to really succeed in your training year. Because then only will you be able to kind of, with a clear head, delve into the stuff that you have to do in terms of revising and making sure that you learn and develop during your training year as well and become the pharmacist that you want to become. Um, and a really, really key point that you've raised as well, Chloe, is about doing a lot of the stuff that you want to do in terms of learning and revising on the job so that when you leave, you know, you have ticked off X amount of time that you've dedicated towards preparing for 
revision and just developing yourself so that when you do leave and you do sign out from work that that is your time and that's your protected time um and at least if you are going home and revising like you said you're spending you know a little bit of time in the evening to make sure that that is just your downtime and that you are separate separating and I guess segregating work and life um which is so so important and I think that's um a good place to pause and hopefully have you all as listeners reflect on some things that you can implement into your day-to-day life um, and that leaves me with a big thank you to both Chloe and Baggy for sharing so generously your your real life experiences um, Baggy yours was super super important from a designated supervisor point of view and just hearing how supportive you are of your trainees hopefully trainees listening to this can actually think actually I can go to my safe space and my designated supervisor is there for support so please do use your training um supervisors and designated supervisors and and teams and colleagues to to you know share anything that's on your mind um and Chloe it was so useful just to hear from an actual trainee perspective what is really really happening whilst you're in real life you know doing this it would it would be a bit odd for me to sit here and tell people to work and revise but you know you're going through it now and you found what works for you so hopefully trainees out there you'll be able to find your own little plan and see what works for you as well um so big thank you to you both um and thank you to all of our listeners for listening in and we hope that you enjoyed our podcast